Welcome back to the Clickdown. I'm Steve Beals, and well, the moment I saw my guest today presenting this topic, I was pretty much blown away and super excited and wanted to get him on. And he will tell you that this is true, that immediately after his presentation, I went right up to him and asked him to come on to the podcast as soon as possible. So I would like to welcome Jason Samuel to the Clickdown. Jason, welcome. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. Uh, love being here and love talking about this topic. Awesome. Awesome. So everyone listening is probably thinking and asking themselves, okay, what, why, why is Steve so jacked up today? Um, and it's something we you know, have recently released to help customers and partners automate Citrix management via infrastructure as a code. And you know, I'm super excited about this. Um, and honestly, if I had sound effects engineers behind me, this is where all the trumpets and bells would be ringing and playing with, with my excitement. So, um, you know, with that, I'll just dive in and, you know, start with, you know, really our, you know, the first question I had for you, Jason is, you know, what, what is our strategy, Citrix strategy for automation? Yeah, great question, Steve. So Citrix already has quite a few things um, around automation to make um, the admin's life much easier. Um, but going forward, we wanted to have of more of a um, direct integration with what customers have been asking for. And what a lot of customers have are uh, CI/CD pipelines and are really doing infrastructure as code, especially as they do their um, their deployments into the cloud and on to on-prem and have that hybrid model. How do you manage infrastructure? How do you manage Citrix specifically across the board? So what uh, we at Citrix are doing is basically offering uh, automations for deploying environments and the ongoing management of them according to Citrix, Citrix best practices to our customers. Uh, and it's really aimed at uh, both our customers as well as partners um, who want repeatable deployments. So it's going to have compatibility with all clouds and all on-prem hypervisors because we know Citrix is, is big in, in both. Um, it really doesn't matter what your resource location is, um, but you want to deploy it um, as easily as possible and repeatable without any human error. And that's kind of the, the leading um, mandate of why we're doing this automation project is that we can have true infrastructure as code across the board, and it plugs in to existing enterprise CI/CD pipelines, um, which is what a lot of larger enterprises are doing. We also want to uh, be able to handle POCs and smaller uh, right. um, mid-sized customers that may not have CI/CD pipelines as well. So um, we want to address both of those. So we, we've, we've got a multi-pronged approach for this strategy. And, and what are we actually going to be providing to you know our customers and partners and even enterprises? Yeah, great question, Steve. So um, it's going to be a couple different things. So as I mentioned already, we have several uh, tools in the uh, Citrix utility belt, like the VDA upgrade service, the automated configuration tool, our ITSM adapter for ServiceNow. All of these things uh, do a lot of automation already. Um, but what we're offering specifically here is tackling the infrastructure as code portion. And for that, um, we basically are providing uh, two different things. One thing um, is going to be some provisioning scripts. These are actually uh, HashiCorp Terraform scripts. Uh, Terraform mm -hmm. is one of the leading infrastructure as code um, um, uh, like approaches, I would say, uh, within um, the globe, actually. It's like the leading one. So we're using um, Terraform scripts as a wrapper 
and we have PowerShell uh, desired state configuration for the scripts that will actually deploy your, your VDI infrastructure. It will deploy CVAD infrastructure. Um, so all the comp components that you would need. Uh, and it's really great for uh, uh, POCs, for s uh, smaller to mid-sized customers right. um, that may not have a lot of scripting knowledge, that don't have a lot of um, infrastructure as code knowledge, that don't have a lot of Terraform knowledge. Um, there's really no learning curve on it. And uh, it's fully maintained by, by us and at Citrix. And it's also going to be available via GitHub for, for you to be able to pull down and to add your own community input. So that's the first thing that we're releasing is these provisioning scripts. Awesome. The, awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember being an admin, you know, years and years ago and trying to find scripts and learning how to script to automate certain things. So this is obviously, a, you know, a huge step of things that we're going to be providing to customers. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we have a rich set of APIs, like if you're using Citrus Cloud and you're using APIs, and um, essentially these scripts are kind of interfacing with those APIs if you use it in the cloud. But if you're using it with on-prem, it's just deploying all of those components on-prem. So um, it, it works across the board. It works for uh, Citrix VDI, also known, previously known as Citrix Virtual S and Desktops, mm -hmm. um, so the on-prem. But we also um, work uh, absolutely the same way with Citrix DAS, um, deploying those components needed there, like connectors and things like that. Awesome. And so wh why did we choose Terraform as like our infrastructure as a code platform? Um, so that actually goes into the next uh, topic. The other thing that we're actually releasing um, uh, which is the actual Terraform provider. So uh, it's a HashiCorp Terraform provider for VDI and DAS. Uh, so CVAD and DAS uh, for, for customers that know the old terminology. Um, why we chose Terraform is because it is really um, one of the leading infrastructure, infrastructure as code tools uh, being used around the world. Um, it is a it is a strategy for many, many enterprises. It it actually, um, when you go to the HashiCorp Terraform's website, I mean, it actually tells you uh, really well um, some of the reasons why um, the common use cases for it. And um, the number one use case is infrastructure, infrastructure as code, but it also does multi-cloud provisioning. Sometimes when you look at infrastructure as code tools from a particular cloud provider, you're almost locked into that cloud provider and there's mm -hmm. a learning curve involved with it. And you can't use it for on-prem the same way. And there's all, always a gotcha, right? With Terraform, it's pretty much universal. Um, you can manage any cloud, you can manage on-prem, you can manage Kubernetes, you can manage network infrastructure. So for example, the Citrix NetScaler is 100% fully automated using Terraform. Um, the NetScaler Terraform provider has been out for about three years now. The, the NetScaler is fully 100% automated with Terraform. In fact, there's multiple guides that we have already mm -hmm. that um, can deploy a common NetScaler deployment. So taking that practice, what we've done there and applying it to DAS and VDI using the same Terraform um, tool and releasing a provider specifically for DAS and VDI, that was the goal. Um, and there, there's so much more uh, around Terraform that I can go really deeply into. Um, but really um, the, the choice was kind of made by by our customers and by our partners and interviewing many, many um, large uh, enterprises, mid-sized uh, mid companies, uh, many of our, our partners around the world that deploy to uh, many sized cust 
customers and in different regions. And it was almost unanimous that Terraform was the, the leading tool. So we wanted to build and, uh, and, and work in, in, uh, in that, in that uh, area for them. Awesome. Yeah. You know, and I, and I kind of like what you said because it kind of follows along our story as well, right? The, the any, right? Any, mm-hmm. any cloud, any on-premise, right? And it seems like they have that same sort of story. So it, it works well with what, you know, what we deliver as well. So, yeah. um, what, what about any costs? Are there going to be costs, you know, are our customers and partners going to have to pay for anything regarding this? Uh- no, not at all. So actually, um, the Terraform provider uh, was released into preview um, last month, and it is available on um, the Terraform registry, um, and it is available on GitHub. You can actually see it. You can uh, f- um, add your input. Um, you're actually interacting directly with our engineering team, so that they're, it's, it's really exciting to see. There's a whole community side to this that is being uh, developed as we release this, and as we get feedback from teams, we're over there and releasing almost uh, every co- week to a couple of weeks. We're, we've got like a release um, of the provider. Um, so as far as the cost for this, um, th- there is really no cost. Um, the Terraform provider is, is being maintained and provided to anyone that would like to use it. The provisioning scripts are the same. Anyone that would like to use it, they're, they're all available on GitHub. Um, with Terraform itself, um, it's actually free. So Terraform has a couple of licensing models. There's a community edition, um, which is mm-hmm. um, 100% free to anyone you, that wants to download it. There's also Terraform Cloud and Enterprise, um, which, uh, believe it or not, um, is not applicable here because though, like Terraform, um, there's there's a, a cost associated with it if you build it as a platform into your own software, but that's not what Citrix has done. We've, we've just provided a provider, and then you, as a customer or partner, just need to download the community edition, and you just run Terraform. There's no cost associated with it. And actually, after talking to a lot of uh, Fortune 20 customers, uh, most are using community, believe it or not, because wow. there's no need to, to do anything else. Um, it, it's just very simple to get started with. It, there's not much of a learning curve. Um, and it, it's just uh, very straightforward. So That's great. So, and, and you mentioned GitHub and, you know, that everything's going to be maintained there. Um, and that, I, you know, our engineering folks are, you know, actively, you know, starting to put scripts and things up to there. Is this something that the community will also be able to contribute to? Yeah, so um, we are. Um, so when in, when you're in GitHub, um, so if you go to if you just type in HashiCorp Terraform provider for Citrix DAS VDI, I mean, it'll come up. Um, there's a link to GitHub because anything you put in the HashiCorp registry has to be open source and it has to be available on GitHub. So mm-hmm. we have a GitHub repository there. There's going to be like an issues tab. So if you have issues with the provider, you can you can put it there. Um, you just make a post and then one of the engineers that is working on the project will respond um, pretty much the same day. It, like, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to put them on the spot, but uh, I mean, what I was seeing, they're so excited. They're like in there just like talking. And I've seen these huge conversations like happen within an hour and things are solved and uh, people are happy. I'm, I'm seeing all these like posts about, wow, you made my day and things like that. And, and I love seeing that. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's, that's where we'll be able to get contributions uh, as far as um, any bug fixes, anything that comes across. Um, actual contributions to the code that's something that we're still uh working through so mm-hmm. um it, it is it's, it's stuff that we're looking into so um okay. still we're, you know it's a young young um 
young project, let's put it that way. It's in preview. So we're just trying to get things right. out, feel the waters. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going pretty well so far. Awesome. Awesome. And, and you mentioned a couple of things that are already available today. Like what, what, what does that full list look like? Like examples, documentation, like that, you know, customers can use today. Oh yeah, exactly. So um, when you go, I can provide these links and we can probably put it um, um, with the podcast, like in the description. Mm -hmm. um, but we do have a link to the Citrix Terraform um, registry, um, or pardon me, the HashiCorp Terraform registry. We have the Citrix provider there. So in that, we have the documentation that's also maintained as well. And it'll show you how to take um, Citrix concepts and put them into blocks of declarative programming code, essentially. So all your infrastructure's in there. Um, that's just examples. There's also a link from there to our GitHub. And in our GitHub, um, which I'll also give you a link to, um, there's a, a templates folder and it shows, it gives you some, um, some TF files. TF files are basically flat files, notepad files that are um, used to store your Terraform. Um, so it, when you look, Inside those, we'll actually have uh, the full deployment of a Citrix on-prem environment, like a CVAT environment, mm -hmm. as well as like a DAS environment. Um, we'll have it for Azure, uh, GCP, and AWS. Um, so and we're adding other hypervisors. We're, we're working toward that. But um, right now, you have all three of the, the big hyperscalers available. And these... The, whether you want to deploy CVAT or you want to deploy DAS, um, it's up to you. But you can use these template files that we have to get a complete environment within about four to five minutes um, wow. as a default. You don't have to customize anything. Um, if you want to, you can go change things because it's just flat files. You know, you can change your naming conventions and everything. But um, if you don't uh, and you just kind of just run these files, you can have a Citrix environment in just a few minutes. That's great. That's great. According to Citrix best practices too. So which, which I think it. is a big thing there too, right? Because it's, you know, there, there's people always asking for best practice documents or Googling best practice documents. So, so to have that there right away would be, yeah. you know, fantastic. You know. Exactly. Why? Why have to read through documentation and R and D something if we're just going to provide it to you in the form of flat file code? And then if you want to make changes to it, go for it. And then now you're maintaining your own version control. Right. And you, you and it's repeatable and deployable everywhere. That's so great. It, it's going it's taking from documentation and taking it and putting it into infrastructure. So you're kind of doing your documentation and infrastructure as code all at the same time. And and, and you, you get the best of both worlds. That's great. Yeah. And, and, you know, and for those who, you know, folks and admins and engineers and architects that maybe have never touched or looked at Terraform, you know, are there any infrastructure requirements for them? Or is there anything else that we recommend that they, you know, maybe use to get started with this? Yeah, absolutely. So um, chocolatey is what we would recommend um, if you've never. Um, so let, let, let's let's give a scenario. You're you're a, you're a Citrix admin and you go uh, walk into a Best Buy, you buy a laptop or a MacBook, uh, Windows or Mac, doesn't matter, um, and you put it in front of you and you're like, okay, now I need to manage my Citrix environment. So what we would say is use Chocolatey. Chocolatey is a package manager for Windows. It's an easy way to pull down um, um, any application and install it and to keep it up to date on your laptop. Um, it's mainly aimed at Windows, but there's um, 
there's like homebrew for for Mac and and things like that. There's a there's a few things that you can do, but um, just as, for this example, let's say that you have a Windows laptop, you just use Chocolatey. They actually maintain uh, Terraform there in the repository, so you don't have to go to Terraform's website and download and install and do all this stuff. You can just with one line of code, uh, one PowerShell actually. Um, just pop that into your laptop and it'll install Chocolatey. It will pull down the Terraform. It'll install Terraform for you. And then your environment is ready to go. You simply use the template files that we offer uh, in our GitHub to run um, the, the, the Terraform. And from your laptop, it'll go out to Azure, for example, and deploy a complete Citrix environment for you in minutes, according to best practices. It's that simple. Yeah, I mean, it sounds really easy. <laughs> yeah, it's surprisingly easy. Um, we have um, some some guides that we're writing right now, and some um, animated gifs to kind of show like all of this being deployed. And it's um, we'll be releasing this stuff public here pretty soon. Um, but it's surprisingly easy. It, it doesn't take very very much at all. Um, and the and the beauty of Terraform is that. It is. Um, it's kind of. It's a declarative programming, um, so you can split your your files and configurations across many TF files. So if you if you're a global company and you do one thing a certain way in the U.S., but in EMEA or APJ regions, you may have a different naming convention or or, or small changes to permissions and things like that, or your HDX policy. Those are the type of things that you can maintain in multiple TF files and then run just those portions for the, just those mm -hmm. areas of the world. Um, so that, that's, um, and, and there's a full life cycle here too. That's, that's the beauty of Terraform versus any type of like regular scripting languages. Um, Terraform's intelligent. It actually looks at your environment and it will, it, it will see changes in the environment and it will prompt you to, to correct the environment. So not only is it a tool for deploying, but it's it's a tool for ongoing management against human error, you know, especially when you have larger teams and somebody makes a change or makes a change, leaves the company, and then everybody forgets that that HDX policy is wide open or something like that. Um, so it helps solve issues like that. It, it, it helps you align to Citrix best practices. And it also helps with security situations where uh, potentially an attacker has gotten into an, your environment somehow silently moving around doing lateral movement uh, attacks and then gets to your Citrix console and can potentially uh, do things there, you know? Um, with this, Terraform is monitoring your, your, your deployment daily and you can see any shift in configuration and you can remediate it. So whether it's human error or if it's an attacker, um, you've got something that's watching your back all day long and, and helping you set the environment back to the way it should be. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, cause coming into this and, and, and looking in it from, from my point of view, you know, I was always looking at this as like, oh, this is what we're gonna use for like initial deployment, right? And then that mm -hmm. that's it. But, you know, hearing those other use cases of the change management and helping security, I mean, this is, you know, a tool that obviously our, you know, our customers are gonna be able to continue to use and, and really leverage, you know, within their environment going forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So what what if I'm a customer today and I've you know I've written my own automation using PowerShell or you know Ansible or something else like you know what what what's you know what's our strategy around that or you know what can those customers do? 
Yeah, so um, like I said, we, we wanted to really uh, go with the leading edge um, infrastructure as code tool, which is Terraform. Um, but with that said, if a customer, for example, has started using Ansible, Ansible is another very uh, large um, configuration management tool. Um, Terraform is more so orchestration. Ansible is more configuration management traditionally, but they're mm -hmm. or, they're overlapping in a lot of feature set and they're, you know, they're neck to neck. Um, one like there's few changes like um, Terraform, for example, uses HCL as its syntax. Ansible uses YAML. So if you've done a lot of YAML and you've done a lot of um, Ansible, um, like um, basically their um, uh, what is it playbooks? Um, if you've if you're using those in your environment today, you can actually call upon them using Terraform. You don't necessarily have to replace your Ansible environment. Okay. So there is a way to use Terraform to call upon Ansible. Um, it, we see Ansible actually used quite a bit for image management. Um, for infrastructure management, it's more so Terraform. So that's the other piece of this. We really wanted to tackle the infrastructure components of this. So that's why we kind of aligned with Terraform for this. Um, if you're using Ansible for like image building and things like that, you can absolutely run your Terraform to run the infrastructure, then use Ansible to build out your, uh, your use your existing Ansible playbook to build out your image, your master image, drop the VDA in there and, and, and do all that, and then wire it back up to your infrastructure using Terraform. So there's, there's multiple ways to, uh, to be able to do it. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to do everything in Terraform. Okay, great. Great. So you mentioned before too that this is you know tech preview that we're working towards you know GAing this. So you know today um, as a customer, what where, what platform is this available on? So this is um, available uh, universally um, on. So it doesn't matter if you're using a Windows laptop or a uh, MacBook or Linux. Um, Terraform can be installed and and run from anything. Um, there is no server. Uh, there is no, there's nothing to install. Uh, this is fully flat files and just a, a machine uh, with, you know, something you can use a keyboard on to basically say, go run or make changes in the code. No, you know, using Notepad or Notepad++, whatever you want to do. Um, just change the code and just say run. Um, when you're running it against something, you're running it against Azure, you're running it against GCP or AWS. Um, we don't have the on-prem hypervisors uh, available yet, but you know, as we're developing the preview, we'll start um, adding other hypervisors. Um, but we wanted to really target the big three hyperscalers first mm -hmm. because cloud is just a lot easier to to just deploy infrastructure to. Um, you, you know, you don't have to worry about um, provisioning it or getting a data center team involved and and things like that and uh, provisioning stuff. Um, typically, when you want to uh, kick the tires on something like this, especially as we're in preview, uh, it's just very easy to to be able to deploy to to a, a cloud versus uh, on-prem. So that's why we chose that approach. Okay, great. And, and my last question is, you know, how, if I'm listening to this, you know, how can I get started? If, you know, I, I think this sounds great, you know, how can I get into the preview and, and, and start working with this? Yeah, so it's uh, it's fully live right now on the internet. Um, you you can just type in, um, and I'll, I'll put the uh, I'll give you the URL, Steve, so that okay. we can have it in the description of the podcast. I'll give you the two URLs. One is directly to the Terraform provider in the registry there, and the second is going to be our GitHub, and then there's going to be the templates folder that you can dive into and grab the TF files. Um, but that's all you need. Um, 
other than that, chocolatey uh, is something. Um, it's a one-liner. I can I can give you that one line to actually show how to install Terraform on a laptop. Um, but then as far as like documentation, um, we are actively developing it. If um, anyone listening to this is interested in it, I'll also provide our uh, tech preview signup form. So um, it's basically just grabbing your, your name and your email um, so that um, as we develop the tech preview, as we release new documentation, you'll be notified via email. And so it just kind of keeps you up to date on the project. That's great. So, yeah, I think that that's it for the, you know, question wise I had. So Jason, thank you so much, you know, for joining me today. I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited about this. I, I'm sure those listening are probably, you know, and hopefully as excited as I am about this new automation strategy. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Yeah, it's been great being here. And uh, we at Citrix, actually, our engineering teams are like bouncing off the walls every day because um, this is a fun project. I mean, this is the way to do it. We actually internally use a lot of this too, so we're 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 uh, drinking our own champagne, as as we as we call it. Um, so um, yeah, we're all very excited about this project, and uh, it, I, I can't tell you I've presented on this uh, a few times now, and at the end, the number of hands that shoot up saying I want to be first to try it—it's yep. just amazing to see. I saw it. I saw that in person, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so as Jason mentioned, this is available today. Um, you know, we're going to put the uh, details into the description of the podcast, so you know you can get started. Uh, he also mentioned some of the documentation. The Tech Zone team is is working on a a guide to uh, get you get you covered on how to deploy this as well. Uh, that should be out soon uh, as well as we get going here into January. And with that, that wraps things up for today. Uh, so as always, thank you for listening, and this has been the Clickdown.